This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Monday, I'm ready to hear my favorite show It's the If I Were You show with the mirror and Jake, you know This podcast around, these dudes take it home Like Homer stubbing his toe, they're making They've done so many episodes, can't even count the number When a new one drops, some saying If you gotta stick situation with the tipsy Asian Or the risk you're taking is a little brazen You gotta hop in, it is crazy They'll give you advice to fix your dating I got advice and found myself a chill spouse, man Simpsons Chic, your by, favorite, by James Gisbrecht. Uh, that one really straddled the line between bad and good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is our I brand think, right, too. Like, I didn't like it, but I was impressed. Yeah, it was good at parts, and then it ended fine. Which means I like the whole thing. I remember when we were making our videos, we're like, as long as it ends on a funny joke and you were laughing. You don't remember the first two minutes. That's true, and I've already forgotten it. <laughs> I shouldn't be so rude. Uh, I, Gil, what is his name? Je- <laughs> You're the half scrolling through Instagram asking me what this guy's name is I'm again. full scrolling through Instagram. <laughs> if you must know. And it is my Finsta. I've already checked every story on my regular Insta. <laughs> J. Dalla, not Hurwitz. Uh, James Gisbrecht. Gisbrecht. G-I-E-S-B-R-E-C-H-T. Cool. Thank you. Uh, thanks, James. And thanks to you guys for listening. This is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet that we host. I'm Amir. I'm Jake. How about this for a pivot? Okay. No more podcast. Wow. So the podcast is over. Done. And, and in its stead is a new type of show, nay, experience. Oh. Okay. Called? Uh, Escape JNA with Amir and Jake. So we go town to town or city to city, state to state, whatever, Either municipality way, sure. by area. All right. And we do escape rooms with people one at a time until everybody's escaped a room with me and you. So... No more content created. Just exactly. experiences shared. <laughs> yeah. But the experience is, is an escape room. And it's the same escape room every time. So we can ruin it or look smart. Get quickly through it. Yeah. We, that way we don't have to spend a lot of time with people. Right. But the twist is every time we start, we're like, whoa, this one is new. This one, we've never done this one before. We shouldn't reveal the hook well right people here. won't fucking remember it they're so stupid like we just talk and it just goes in one ear and out the other these I, fucking morons don't like know the difference why between... would anybody want to do an escape room with you because <laughs> i'm you're good mean-hearted no you're not <laughs> and it's an escape room that i designed so, and i did so from scratch you have no idea 
how to design escape room. Well, what you do is you pick and choose different pieces from different escape rooms. So like I'll do so a Shakespeare you're not even one. Designing from anything. scratch. You're just, yeah. You're not from designing scratch. From scratch. Scratch is what it's called when you like do it by stealing other people's ideas. No, that's by theft. That's <laughs> like French to make French toast from scratch, you still need toast. Okay, fine. So you are stealing <laughs> other ideas. You mentioned Shakespeare. Yeah. That's, that's a, a good idea. So Let's run with that. This is a Shakespearean-themed escape room. That's really good, actually. What is? What are some of the clues? <laughs> oh, the you... clues can be like just different, like minute facts about Shakespeare that obviously I know that like a lot of people might not. Okay. So it'll be like of a, a cute little clever. I want to say know anything poem. about Shakespeare because you shouldn't have chosen. Yeah. It if you don't. <laughs> no. Yeah. Shakespeare is like one of my passions, so like I know a lot about it actually. Okay. Uh, and to do an escape room, you just come up with like clever little ways. So, like, let's say, for example, uh, just like a super easy little bit of not even not trivia because it's not trivial to me. <laughs> Don't yell at me. Okay, I'm just saying okay. it's not trivia because it's not like it's not trivial. It's to not you. throwaway. Yeah, yeah, it means a lot. It actually okay. means a, a shit ton to me. All right, so it means a lot. Go ahead. So there's like this bit of like there's this play. Uh, do you know? Do you know about William Shakespeare? Yes, I know about William Shakespeare. Do you? Because you, it's like a really long setup, <laughs> no, long no. meandering. Oh no, no, no! Sorry, sorry. Setup I just this. didn't know who I was talking to, and I can't like, I'm trying to like dumb it down for our, again, don't be utterly moronic. And don't be mad. You yeah. yelled at me because you said Shakespeare wasn't trivial. So Shakespeare, to you. Like, I was minimizing <laughs> him. So you walk in, and it's like the year behest from from toad to test. The tempest bleeds a blue, right? This is so he does sonnets. Um, from here to from here and from from kingdom come, his favorite color was blue. <laughs> That's <laughs> and then you have to like find like a his favorite color was what <laughs> blue, <laughs> like a little tip, a little hint. And then you have to find like the blue book, and then you open it. It's like this fucking whatever. All right, go ahead. It was, so it's it's whatever. It was born so, in like nineteen oh fucking two or whatever. Wrong. And you're like, Super wrong. and then you have to find the thing that goes to the thing, and then like by by the end of it, like we're better friends. You're with jumping our, ahead so far. You to move just, like, what, okay. is, what an escape room uh, does to a friend group. Yeah, not, like what the design. The or... record is pretty difficult. So like forty five minutes is average, but most people don't finish it. But then I would be there to save the day. So they'd be like, when was Shakespeare born? And I would figure it out. But it's like, whatever, 1850-12 or whatever the fuck. 1850-12. And then, so you so have to like, future? so then you count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Uh, how high are you counting right 1852. Now? Don't. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, <laughs> All the way to 1852. Okay. You see how long that takes. You put up an envelope, and then you like have to fucking <laughs> give me cash at the end of it, like this as a is tip. In an escape room, you know nothing <laughs> about Shakespeare, and you're robbing so, people. <laughs> so we go town to town. Yeah, kind of like robbing people, kind of like a great train robbery, whatever Bonnie and Clyde style. And then at the end of the tour, we'll frame it as a tour because these fucking <laughs> idiots love that shit. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. They're just so bad. Uh, we've you're stolen bad. what? You're bad. <laughs> Your idea for an escape room is it's predicated on your love for Shakespeare, which is non-existent because you don't know what his name is. You're not doing a very good job of hiding your disdain from me. <laughs> yeah. You're at this point openly criticizing the idea. <laughs> yes, it is a bad idea. <laughs> And you're a bad guy because it's not even like a business idea. It is a, a fun business experience. idea. It is a fun it's, experience no, it's a for robbery. me. Yeah. It's a theft. Yeah. Every it's experience. our fans. Yes. Yeah, people stealing. that support us, you want to trick them into being in a room with you that's poorly designed, by the way. 
And then once you're in there, you'll tell them how to get out of the escape room and you'll steal their cash. Yeah. And what's the alternative doing this podcast? That's fun. Okay, let's do that then. All right. Jesus Christ. I can't believe. Like, you go from a... Yeah. I'm used to, like, there's no bad ideas. And at this point, I feel like you're just... You're finding little flaws, which you could do probably in any idea that, like, you could say something, every idea is bad. Like, I can say your idea is bad. Shakespeare was born in 1564. (laughs) Yes. What did I say? You said... 1902, then you said 1852, <laughs> then at one point you said 1852. 12. And when was it? So, when was it? Now I said when he was born, and you have no recollection <laughs> no, I of what I, what I even said, Thir- which you pretended to agree with when 30 I said BC? It. When was it? BC? 30 before BC? Christ, before Christ, do you think it was? Yeah, or when was it? When was it? 1728. 1728, yeah. 1728. That's what I said well, the whole time. Well, it's not that. That was a lie. That was a test. <laughs> to see if you would fucking agree with any number that I And I'm also lying to test the audience. He was born in 1564. PM? Did you say PM? No. At night, you mean? (laughs) He wasn't born in 1564 PM or AM. It's not like army time. What? (laughs) I'm saying that's the year, not like the clock. What do you think that... (laughs) You like he wasn't I just born. Know what time he was born, and I was saying army time, and <laughs> yeah. the, and it was fifteen, and the minute was at sixty four, which right, would actually all right, make it all right, 16. all right, all right. Enough criticizing everyone. I was not criticizing everyone. <laughs> you're making fun of you. our fans, which I don't appreciate because I think they're great. You were making fun of the fans, calling them idiots. <laughs> I'll edit it. Impressionable. I'll You'll change it. it. All right. I'll cool. make it so when that this, you came up with this fucking dumbass idea. An escape room? You're going down Horowitz. <laughs> you don't even know a, a god darn thing about William Shade. Now, can we get to the questions we, that I meticulously found so that we can continue the path that we were going on? Which, by the way, I love to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see how you edit this to see if you come out to be looking like a I'll good guy. tweak it, and I'll change it. Godspeed. And I buddy. guarantee when this is posted... Your tweets will be like, fuck off, fuck you, you suck, you piece of shit. And my tweets will be like, you're a hero. I love the idea about not doing the escape room. You know more about William Shakespeare than Jake or whatever. And I'll tag you in the ones that ring the most true. (laughs) This is insane to me. (sighs) Let's see here. Oh, this one's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) It's called, is having a girlfriend gay now? (laughs) Okay. We'll call this man... Uh, Henry V. Nice. Very good. Big fan, small D, had a quick question for thee. I thought I'd send your way, and what does it involve? Texting. A couple of buddies of mine are either coy as shite or dumbass fucktards because they don't know if it's chill to send smiley faces to girls. Only problem is, I don't know either. A few weeks ago, they stole my phone. <laughs> They're fucktards because they don't know. <laughs> a few weeks, what? So am I. A few weeks ago, they stole my phone and read my texts with my ex, in which I might have smiled text-wise. Needless to say, they've been on my butt ass ever since. Would you place a smiley every few texts, or does that dog your man card? Also, how can I get revenge on these C-U-N-T-S? Oh, I'm a 21-year-old straight gentleman. Any gay, thanks for the time. Oh, all right. He is getting made fun of for using smileys in his texts? That's right. Uh, are they the smiley emojis or like colon 
parentheses, Smiley. Wow. What would you say is more embarrassing to use? I'd be embarrassed if I got caught for using the parentheses, the non-emojis. Emojis are widely acceptable as fine. <laughs> At this point. I think so. Yeah. Yes. You're describing perhaps emoticons, which are the, yes. what, we're, what we grew up with, which was like, instead of the yellow smiley face, imagine this, kids. It was just a colon, a dash, and a capital P. And that was supposed to be your tongue out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, a, and a and a semicolon. It, if like if you're laughing a lot, yeah. you do X, the like an X, <laughs> two X for eyes thing, yeah. right? I think it's just a single X to oh, yeah, make it look X. like eyes yeah, are closed. Yeah. Dash carrot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if you were crying it would be semicolon dash dot dot straight line straight to indicate line. You're fine on the day, <laughs> but still sad to have it that way. I guess way. If, they, if he was doing that, I, th- I think it was cool because it's kind of retro. It's throwback. He's basically asking, in the grand scheme of things, how you talk to people you're courting or perhaps people you, that you're in love with or in a relationship with might be considered um, emasculating to your friends because you're talking to that person differently than you would your boys. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to see like... I wouldn't want to have my boys see me, like, talk lovingly to my wife. Yeah. Because You use that's... a different voice, you use a different text, you use a different connotation. Yeah. But everybody does, so it's funny that it's, like, embarrassing. Like, I remember ex-girlfriends being like, are you with people right now? You're talking to me differently. <laughs> it's, like, very <laughs> instantly noticeable when you're, like, being curt fast, basically the way I talk to my friends versus the way I talk to... A lady friend. When nobody's around. Exactly. Uh, but that's, that's what... People know about that. That's the, the, the phone voice that you put on. Right. But do females use phone voices or are they sweet to everybody? They're better than us by and large. So... They'll be emotionally vulnerable to their friends and in front of their friends. And they won't get judged, so that's fine. They don't feel the shame because they don't need to needle each other, make fun of each other, poke fun for being emotionally intelligent and honest and open with their partners or friends. And let's change that, gents. You should just let the emojis fly. It's fine. Let your, your friends fr- can Your friends can see it and they can make fun of you. You could be like, I don't care because... I like the way I talk to this lady that I like, you know? That's really nice. Yeah. Um, Okay, how about this for the Shakespeare thing, if we're not completely putting the kibosh on that idea? You said you were going to edit the podcast to make it seem like it was my idea. (laughs) Well, that's if I don't don't save it right now. So you choose one person per escape room that's considered the guillotine, and you put him or her in this kind of like... Uh, beheading contraption. So you put the guillotine in a guillotine? <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I will never mind. And why don't you never mind too? You're, if you don't like that starting point, there's no <laughs> fucking a... world where you are super on board with what happens after that. Yeah, probably not. So why don't we go ahead and answer the question? Yeah. Unless you're going to... No, I was just going to say. Yeah. yeah. All right. No, like, well, yeah, when you say, like, yeah, yeah, let's move now on. Now I, I can't stop say. thinking about it. Go ahead. Because you say cut it. me off at the pass. It. So it, the losing team gets beheaded a little bit. The 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 guillotine gets, uh, you choose one person to has, for high stakes. But if you don't like the whole fucking guillotine and a guillotine, then it doesn't make sense. It's like saying, do you want to go to lunch? No. And then I'm, yeah. I'm trying to sell you so a fucking sandwich. Just say you don't want a sandwich. Just say you already had. 
<laughs> you have to let me. You have to let me speak. Right. Right. Yeah. You're saying if I didn't like the name that you came up with, which was dumb and redundant, that I wasn't gonna like dumb and redundant. <laughs> Sorry, you, that, that you said funny. it correctly. I thought you misspoke for a second. Continue. <laughs> I didn't misspeak. You misspoke. <laughs> yes, and I'm going to cut that part uh, out too. So, so don't even address it. Dumb and redundant. It yes. was dumb and redundant. They're calling a guillotine, the person that okay. goes into a guillotine. You said okay. I wasn't going to like that. Then I wasn't going to like you actually murdering somebody in the escape room. Right. And because you don't? that's the idea. And you don't? No, I don't like it. I knew it. Because you went from robbing our fans to killing, killing some them. of them. Yeah, some of them. By the way, one in five, if they don't escape, which they probably won't because nobody knows shit about Shakespeare anymore. <laughs> Including you. The Bark... What? You know the bark? What about the bark? That was his nickname. All right. Moving on. It's obviously a waste on you. Now, okay. let's call this person, who is actually a 20-year-old student in the UK, where I really am sure that William Shakespeare was from. That might be true. Okay. We'll call this guy Hamlet. Hamlet writes, I'm a 20-year-old student in the UK working part-time in a grocery shop to make some money on the side. <gasps> Recently, my back's been hurting, and without all the will or resolve to do anything about it, I resigned myself to this life of pain. However, I believe the solution has been hiding under my nose the whole time. While I was stacking shelves one evening, my security guard came up behind me and started massaging my shoulders. This man is a chode of himself, short, stocky, burly to say the least. I thought his voice, like grip on me, surely meant paralysis, but once he let go, I felt incredible. It was as though my back had been broken and reassembled better than ever before. Unfortunately, the relief was only temporary, and now this was kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing, but after having tasted the sweet, sweet nectar of my back not being all tight and achy, I'm not sure if I can go back. My question to you is, how can I trick this security guard into giving me another massage again? If it helps, he is slightly less than middle-aged, Turkish, from what I gather, and a bit of a deviant. He once bragged to me about sleeping with an 18-year-old on a night out, which I thought was gross of him to do, but I'll be damned if he, his healing hands aren't a Turkish delight of themselves. <laughs> Turkish delight, very good. I guess a net zero, right? Thanks in advance. Hamlet. P.S. Love Nadpot and Buckets. You guys should come back to the eight, uh, UK show with Jeffrey and Riley. Wow. Good tips, good What's advice. Uh, your back hurts. Yeah. Is it the same pain all the time? Does it come and go? Or is it new stuff? It's been, it's always different, but I think it's easy for me to like slip a disc or pull a muscle. Like that's, that's kind of what I've, where I've come down on it. You're just susceptible to that. Yeah. So like you're leading. And I know what it feels like now. So like sometimes I'll be climbing oh, and I'll like, feel my it. foot will slip out from under me and I'll just like <laughs> feel my back tense up and be like, all right, my back's locked for two days. Two it's, days. It's just, like, I'm just locked out. I'm it's, just... It's like knowing when you have a cold germ in you. Like, yeah. with a cold, you sort of, on, like, a 50% day, you're like, oh, shit, I think I might be getting sick. I think I might be not. I might have to, like, ward it. But with the back, it's like, boom, instant, you're in back pain for the next yeah. few days. Right. At least two to three days. <laughs> and, I, and that's it. That's just my life. And then, <laughs> do you know why you're more susceptible? And do you know how to prevent it? I guess I imagine it's because I have... Like, I need to work on my core strength. But it, it might just be that I have, like, um, weaker discs in my back. I, I actually don't. I, have I you been to a doctor, a chiropractor, a masseuse, a physical trainer, a physical uh, therapist? I've sort of looked it up. And I well, I know that, like, when you strain your back, 
it's it causes inflammation. It sort of like causes it to hurt. Yeah. It, like, and that is, I'm gonna, I'm so stupid. I don't actually know. But, <laughs> so I think that this the inflammation. You're guessing. You're WebMDing your way through yeah, this pain. Yeah, but I think with yeah this the inflammation sort of like occurs so you don't continue to hurt use, it more. So, right. So basically, like if I'm uh, lifting up a big heavy box yeah. and I pull my back and like that and it gets inflamed yep. and it, to the point where I like can't uh, I don't have full range of motion. Uh-huh. That's because my back <laughs> muscles are protecting me from further straining my back. By hurting so much that I'm not allowed to use it, basically. <laughs> That's just sort of a, you're just doing the general evolutionary reasoning for pain. Like when you're standing on a burning fire, it sends a signal to your brain to, yeah. s- to move. Right. But that, that's what like this back inflammation is. So it just seemingly a warning shot. more than other, other people. people. And do you know how to fix it? How to like uh, heal yourself? Would a massage help like this guy? Uh, stretching helps and a massage would... Uh, it massages don't help me. I think stretching my stretching my back, stretching my legs, and like rolling out, um, rolling out my legs. And if a middle aged Turkish man should give you a massage, a magical massage that healed your pain, would you feel frightened or annoyed or eager to ask him to do it again and again? I don't think I'd be into anybody giving me a surprise massage, but it sounds like if this person ended up liking it. They they shouldn't really feel nervous about asking the Turkish tur- Turkish masseuse to do it again yeah. because he did it the first time because he wanted to. Oh, interesting. So you're not like putting him in a weird position to be like, "Hey, do you mind massaging me?" He's already <laughs> sort of proven that he doesn't because he did it. Yeah, unless it was like a quick, friendly back massage, shoulder rub. Also, I don't think that it's necessarily his magic tur- Turkish Turkish touch. Oh, uh, you could just go to another masseuse. <laughs> yeah, you could even get a. Um, I got. Oh, maybe I'll use this as my unsolicited advice when we come back. I'll look up what it is. But I got like a vibrating. Um, <laughs> Whoa! No spoilers. Ball, and I roll my back out on it. It feels great. Oh shit! Good man. Yeah. Uh, so if this guy is down to give you a massage once, odds are he's down to do it again. I wouldn't be too embarrassed or shy to ask for one. And then two, maybe you can get a professional one that'll last for even longer than this favor this Turkish guy's giving you. Go get a massage. Yeah. I think I'm due for a massage. I've only had one in my entire life. We, ha- we have a free massage, that, a gift that we got from That's our true. friend. Remember? We should go. It's on my desk. And it's still, it's still valid. We Let's fucking it. go right now. It's 8 p.m. on a Sunday night, but I don't give a shit. Let's go this week. Okay. We should definitely do that. Yeah, for we sure. A little Yom Kippur massage. On Wednesday to break our fast? <laughs> I'd love to atone for that. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Let's thank some peoples. And then we'll be right back with more questions and answers after this. Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. It's pretty simple. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. And then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It's perfect for all those subscriptions that you tried and then forgot about, but you're actually paying for and you don't even realize it, folks. I had, no joke, over a million dollars a month worth of subscriptions that I did not need. That's amazing. Did not That's need. That's amazing. That's so uh, much cash. I was buying 35 new houses a freaking month on yeah. the subscription box that I accidentally subscribed <laughs> to when I bark was high. Box. Yeah, bark yeah, box. Yeah, it came with the condos, yes. dozens of them a month. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? 
Let me do a quick little audit. Rocket Money came in and they're like, by the way, you're spending a one and a half million dollars a month. We could probably just cancel this one. Yeah. Like, damn, and I could use that. I did. Incredible. Yes. And you should use that. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved them a total of $500 million. That's almost entirely me. $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Yeah. Saving the average member only $740 a year, which is not as much as the $1.5 million a month that I saved, but still a lot of money to some people. For sure. So if you're looking to save some cash, which who isn't, Mm -hmm. uh, you can stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. There's something in your bank account that doesn't need to be there. Rocketmoney.com slash segments will find it and eliminate it. Whoa. Nice. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. Take control of your finances today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rocket Money. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. Thanks, BetterHelp. Jake, I don't know if you know this, but we sort of all carry around different stressors, Mm -hmm. big and small. Yeah. No, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard some people do that. And if you're anything like me, you just sort of keep it bottled up inside and never Mm -hmm. complain or talk about it to anyone ever. Very deep, deep, deep down. Yes. You put on a facade, as they call it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And And a masquerade. Mm-hmm. But when we do that, it starts to affect us negatively. It's not healthy. It's not good. That's why I use mm. therapy, which is a safe space to get things off your chest. And there's no better way to use therapy than with BetterHelp. Ah, very nice. So if you've been hearing a lot about therapy and you've been wanting to give it a try, but you don't want to, you know, go through the hassle of finding a therapist, driving their awkward waiting rooms, give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Perfect. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, mm-hmm. you get matched with a licensed therapist, mm-hmm. and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Ooh, love it. It helps to get things off your chest. It helps to talk about it. Right. So get those things off your chest with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com segments. You go there and you get 10% off your first month. Ooh, all right. Segments, folks. Yes. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash segments. Segments. To get matched with your therapist as soon as possible. And if you use that coupon code by going to betterhelp.com slash segments, you'll get 10% off your first month. Nice. Give it a try. It'll help. Yeah. With BetterHelp. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a little the As I previously mentioned, I am going to endorse the LifePro 4-Speed Vibrating Foam Roller from (laughs) Amazon.com. Amazon makes it or they just ship somebody else's? Uh, They just ship somebody else's. It's the LifePro, not the (laughs) (laughs) Pro-Life. Let's let's not mince words here. Uh, You could just, I mean, just search Vibrating Foam foam Roller and look at all the different reviews and... there's some that are like 200 bucks. There's some that are 30 bucks. So I'm imagining four little tennis ball looking spheres that are rubber and mechanical on sticks that vibrate. I'm showing you. It's sort of, Oh, it's it a looks, tube. Yeah, it's a foam roller. But it's vibrating. But it vibrates. Interesting. It's got, like the inside has like a battery pack and it just, it feels so good. It wakes you up. Have um, they invented a, a shoulder rub? Like the guy in our last question said he was getting a shoulder rub. Certainly there can be a hoodie that I can put on that would give me that sensation, like mechanically or electronically. Yeah. Just this, uh, we can't, 
We can put a man on the moon, but I can't replicate a guy giving another guy a shoulder rub. Um, I mean, the other thing that I have that I would also endorse is the the Vulcan Accusphere four speed high intensity vibrating massage ball. Yeah, we're we're That's starting to bit... sound a little more sexual with every go around. But yeah, what does this one do? Uh, the other one. What is this is, massage uh, ball? It's a vibrating twelve inch dildo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it actually massages you from the inside, which most of your muscles are actually closer to your asshole. So what you want to do is sit on it, and it, it shakes your whole body. I think there are they at the climbing gym. They have these things that sort of look like candy canes with like balls on the end. Uh, that you kind of like hook around your shoulder and you can like yeah. dig into your your shoulder muscles. Yeah. And this this ball you can like put on the floor and just lie on top of it and roll it around your back. What about a vibrating way. ball gag? So it sort of uh shakes your teeth. <laughs> um all right. Never mind. Yeah. Um go in the same idea pile as the Shakespeare escape room <laughs> yeah. and decapitating our fans. I guess all the ideas are sucky. Yeah. They are. <laughs> they are. Yeah, are some better than others at the very least? Like I the, guess, yeah, a vibrating if you had to a, rank. Vi- a vibrating foot like gag is slightly better. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? It might be the best. Yeah, a guillotine, that is which a good your idea. Other idea. Yeah, one of your ideas today <laughs> was that we would put our fans. That's pretty cool. A vibrating in ball gag into a right, contraption that cuts their heads off. Spitball with that. How does that rob them? Where's your money. tongue during and the? This is all happening. Shakespeare it can almost be like say Shakespeare was You think of a toothbrush. Toothbrush almost. It shakes the plaque. You have illegal ideas. <laughs> uh, how was Seattle? You were just in Seattle doing a Not Another Dungeons and Dragons podcast live show. Yeah. The first, evolution of NADPOD. My first live show without you in like a decade. Holy shit. It's crazy. Did it feel weird? Uh, was it nerve wracking in a different way? Was it not nerve wracking because it wasn't performing as much it was more like playing with your friends i was definitely i was very curious going into it like not really knowing like what the audience was going to be like because i i never met i know there's a lot of crossover but i had never met like uh nad pod pan nad pod fans tried and true um you've just like, met nad pod fans at our shows you've never met a 100 percent right. pure nad pod fan exactly and it was great it was so much fun uh murph like I also I didn't know what Murph was gonna do because he so he was DMing uh, the live show and I like didn't really know where we were going what our mission was oh so it's like anything. he was he sort of set the table and told the story in front of everyone and you guys heard it at long time yeah. along the same time as the audience so I was I guess I was a little nervous because I also wasn't just being Jake I was like on stage as hard one that's right uh, what if what could one of you have died that episode. Um, we could have, but it, we said it was non-canonical. So okay. Like, what it, basically, whatever happened at the live show would not be like taken into account in the real uh, story. Campaign. So it didn't move the plot forward. It was like a little break, rest area. Yeah, like a side quest, almost like a fever dream. But mm. like we like went back to one of the old cities that our campaign had visited and like oh, yeah. saw a whole bunch of old characters. But then, who does? Don't, didn't guests do those voices? Uh, no, Murph does all of the NPC voices. Wow. Uh, sometimes we have guests, but we didn't see any of them on this side quest. Holy shit. So that was Seattle. Is that the only live show you have? That's the only one we have for now. I would definitely do more. We also like, we hung out for two hours afterwards and just like got drunk with people. Wow. Great. Old school. It was, yeah, it was very old school. I love that. 
Yeah, I would never do that with you. We don't have fun anymore. <laughs> so I'm thinking me and you in Seattle. We'll uh, do the we'll ditch the little fucking whatever, the herky jerk throwing dice game or those whatever. Guys the are fuck my best those <laughs> and guys it's are uh, my it's best none friend. of the those, Brian those, and Murray Caldwell and, and the Caldwell. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. So are those people, people I want to tour with from now on. <laughs> and it's me and you. And it's <laughs> Seattle, baby. All of your ideas are bad. I mentioned that earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That makes sense. Uh sweet. Hopefully we get more live shows on the books. Maybe we could do a NAD pod slash if I were you co-branded we leave you in one spot NADPOD takes you from there we sort of take you across the country alternating shows we do uh, let's do a NADPOD's and NADPOD and buckets wow so I'm talking basketball in a side room and then on the main stage you Murph Emily and Caldwell are spinning a web spinning a story where I'm spinning a sea web that's right Chris Weber Nice. Imagine that, him playing fantasy basketball. And if you like that pun, then you're going to love Buckets. <laughs> the buckets is half basketball pu- puns, half uh, updates and news about the NBA. I, did say, I would say, I should say, I had Tim Baltz on the last episode, and we called three-time NBA champion BJ Armstrong. Wow. My first call-in interview. We haven't even done that on this show. No, we have not. I Production just, value on Buckets is already through the roof. Well, it's actually hilariously not because I just put him on speakerphone and held it up to the microphone. <laughs> but it worked out fine. Is that good? We can do that. Now, that. now that we know. Fuck it. Let's call BJ Armstrong again. <laughs> oh, he blocked my number. Of course. Yeah, the Why interview didn't go well. Uh, all right, let's get some more questions and answers under our belt. Here's one called... Going gray in the lamest of ways. Macbeth? That's right. Good day, you coy drongos. In the last six months, I've watched in horror as my hair has faded from cherry chestnut to a Gandalf gray. It was only a few hairs at first, but my head now looks like the side of a mall car park after the first winter snow. Not only is my hair ascending to the follicle gods, but it is receding like it's afraid of my eyebrows. What do I do? Will the hots with the lots of hair want to sleep with a silver fox in his mid-twenties? Is there a hair DeLorean that will restore my hair to its lustrous glory? At the very least, this is unfair hair scare is causing my self-esteem to fall hard. Help! Love, Macbeth. Macbeth. Uh, so there's two things going on here. There was graying and then there was also receding, which is like seems to be two completely different problems that he's dealing with. Yeah, because I think if you have a great head of hair that goes gray, that's... A-okay. That's what I'm dealing with That's right now. That's Clooney. I'm like 40% gray at this point. 40%? No. I don't know. Some pictures look worse than others. On the sides, I think I'm a third gray. Like over yeah, here. I mean, your gray hair is awesome. I, Thanks, if I man. were you, I would go, I'd like diet gray. The other way. Yeah. Like go get as gray as possible. As soon as that, possible. Like, yeah, dude. That There's would, no rush. That looks awesome. Uh, but then the receding one, I don't know. It's what I, it, it always, the interesting part about going bald and how to deal with it is like, where we as a society put uh, shame in some things. Like if I get uh, whitening on my teeth, that's fine-ish. Nobody's really getting shamed or ostracized for that. Right. If I get veneers, then it's like starting to be a little weird. It's like, whoa, this guy has fake teeth. Yeah. If you get like a surgery to fix hair, then that's seemingly more acceptable than wearing a toupee or a hat all the time. It is, it's so weird because you like on one hand everybody is like judging you, it's like oh just if you're going bald, just let yourself go bald. And <laughs> yeah. then on the other society, 
uh, like generally finds bald men unattractive. <laughs> right. Like, and we've dealt with that forever. It's also so like, you, like you where do you put like, that in for like going fat? It's like, oh, if you're fat, don't work out. That's cheating. Right. You're just cheating. Be, just be you. And then also everybody in society has agreed that this is the best way to look <laughs> and it's not how you are. So just accept that you're not. Yeah, it seems like nose job are shameful. You don't really brag about having a nose job. If I got a nose job, I wouldn't like go on, come on the show and talk about it. But you... But there is like a standard of what a nice nose is lo- it looks like. That's right. LASIK is fine. You got LASIK and you're fine with that. That's improving your vision. Mm-hmm. If you're improving... I guess it's, the difference is sometimes it's like subjective versus objective. So like you're, you can quantifiably say my vision is improving. The surgery was worth it. Right. Where it's like, I'm making my nose smaller. That's not necessarily better. You're just superficial. Right. Well, it's an improvement to you, but to the rest to the rest of us, we're supposed to be like, no, your nose makes you who you are. Yeah. But the weird thing is that like there is a conventional <laughs> norm of like, your nose makes you who you are, but like having a small nose makes you conventionally attractive. Maybe there's something to be said about cheating. Like a tanning bed is considered kind of lame. Though not as bad as a nose job because that's surgery. But like being outside a lot is not considered lame. Is it like you're trying to find a shortcut and that's kind of embarrassing? Like when I whiten my teeth, that's slightly more embarrassing than using whitening toothpaste because toothpaste is part of an average process. I guess what it all comes down to, to me, is whatever you do, do it for you. So if he's like, if he just doesn't like his hair, he doesn't like going gray, and he's like, I want to dye my hair black or get uh, a wig or uh, get a hair transplant or something. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Go for it. Do your thing. But don't be like, oh, I have to do it because everybody else is expecting me to or because everyone else will think I'm ugly. Yeah. But you got to, you, it starts with you just being confident and doing your thing. Here's another thing it seems like shaving your head is much better than keeping it long while you're thinning out. It seems like once you keep the hair long and it's getting thinner and it's getting grayer, that's more noticeable. Yeah, I think that's that's like the the lowest impact, highest reward thing that you can do <laughs> is just like get a nice short haircut if like if you don't want long wispy white hair. Yeah. That's Probably the most noticeable. And then if you got, what I would do is I would buzz my beard and my head all the same. So like get like the the closest thing you can get to like a Jason Statham thing going on. I see. So there's like a, a like kind of like a two week growth yeah. across the whole entire Yeah, thing. stubble from chin to forehead. Yeah, that's I cool. think that's I think it the, depends on how you look with facial hair. That's because I could also see like shaved head beard. That's that's a fun look. Oh yeah, that's a good look too. Like completely bald, but then also thick beard. Yeah, nobody's or fucking like, with that guy. That's like the Walter White. Uh huh. <laughs> I like shaved head, shaved ish beard, like with some growth, but then like a longer mustache. Oh, interesting. Who's rocking that? Um, I can't think of it right now. But yeah, that's like it's something. All right. So there's there's lots of options yeah, for Google you. Google this shit. You know. Um, all right. Last question. Sure. Uh, choosing between two. Uh, but first we should say you're beautiful no matter what. Oh, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> Duh. That could be that same, but. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're happy and healthy or whatever the fuck. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, got one. My problem is this, writes, uh, a, a lady Ooh, Lady Macbeth. Ooh, very nice. 
Oh, wait. This is a guy with a lady's name. Still, Lady Macbeth, but a guy. Nice. Uh, we were talking... Oh, here we go. Uh, I've been texting with a female friend of mine, and I haven't talked to her in a couple of years. We used to be kind of close, and we were really comfortable with each other. We could talk about anything. We made jokes, and we were also a bit flirtatious. Here's my problem. We were talking about babies and stuff, and she mentioned that she didn't know if she wanted to be a mother. And she said, even if I wanted to, it's not like there is someone out there I can do it with. To which I replied, I could help you with that if you ever wanted to. We would make really cute babies together. At the time, I thought my reply was just funny and a bit flirtatious, but I think that maybe she was offended by it. To be honest, I would be lying if I said I didn't expect a more positive reaction on her part. She kind of seemed into me when we used to hang out, but maybe I misread that. She hasn't replied to anything since then, and it's been around three days. Am I a creep? Is she being a diva? Is this fair and or average? How do I make things right? I understand that she doesn't want to talk to me anymore. Uh, I just want to apologize if I offended her in any way. How do I go about doing that? Uh, I'd like to hear your opinions on this. Thanks, love. Lady Macbeth, but a guy. Okay. So he made, about about, he made a joke about wanting to make a baby with her, but she kind of set him up by saying, it's not like there's anyone who would want to do it with me. So That's she a weird was text to send on her part as well. Yeah, but then he was kind of into it. It's kind of like that thing where if you're interested in someone, there's no bad texts because yeah. every flirtatious uh, text that's reciprocated worked well and everyone that dies that nobody responds to for three days is like oh shit what was i thinking yeah um it is interesting to have a baby with a friend why does society require it to be a man and a wife in love with each other like what i can't have a baby with you <laughs> well we couldn't have a baby i'm together. just saying we can adopt and raise a child just as well as you and a wife of yours like your wife for example can I raise a baby with you instead of you raising one with your wife one Are day? You, this is such I a weird want example. to yeah, be you your just, nanny or manny in which you want to have me a baby with me and Jill ideally. So the three of us, a thruple, so right, raising a child one another because two and two with one. Record number of shitty ideas that you've had on this show. Three, yeah, For, yeah, yeah. Insane. more <laughs> yeah. than that. Yeah, but you, you do you do not hear about that as. Well, friends raising need, a baby like, together. Commitment between two people. If you're gonna have a kid, you know, if we're, if you're friends, it's too casual. Then it's like, oh, we have a kid. It's like, oh, I'm sort of done with this kid. Yeah. So it's like, first you have to prove that you'll love each other forever, and now you're ready for it. Right. And even that doesn't ideally. Work out. Yeah, that's true. Um, a decent amount of time. So this guy. Maybe, maybe there's something of friends doing it. This guy swung for the fences, said we can make babies together, and now she didn't respond. Uh, yes. He says, I'd just like to apologize if I offended her in any way. How do I go about doing this? That sounds perfect. You text her after three days. By the way, I just wanted to apologize if I offended you in any way. Yeah. I was just being silly and, you know, answering your silly question with another one. I think that's a decent... If you, wanted, if you want to talk to her again, I think that that's a pretty solid move. And if you never want to see her again? And if you're mortified, I think it's fine to just let this lie forever. Yeah, let sleeping dogs lie. Or you... Borrow a kid from a friend, right? Um, it doesn't have to be a baby newborn. It could be a six-month-old or even a two-year-old. Anywhere between six and 24 months. Uh -huh. You find out where she lives. You arrive with a child. And then you say, I'm sorry, I didn't get your text. Did you say you'd be down to clown with baby town or whatever the fuck you want to phrase it? I'm getting pissed <laughs> at you because you're looking at me weird. Uh, but it's not a bad idea. It is a bad idea. Because <laughs> this doesn't even address his issue of wanting to hook up with her. Like, there's no baby being made between the two of them. It's just he robs a friend of their baby and then shows up and shoves a baby at her. Yeah, and then once He's you have the baby. He was too weird by saying, 
I would make a baby with you. You think it's less weird that he shows up with a baby that doesn't belong to him? And then once, yeah, once the baby, right, yeah, that's true. That'll work. And then once the baby is don't there. Say, don't say that'll work like I came up with that idea. You came up with <laughs> that's that That's actually idea. pretty good. I repeated it back to you to show you how dumb it was. What's hotter than a newborn when you're making out with your with your new mommy? So, like, you always see these new parents who are all tired but still making out all the time, right? And then they're still raising this baby. So you bring the baby, and I guess it's some sort of fucking aphrodisiac, just... Probably hearing the, 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 the dulcet tones of this newborn will make you lactate. <laughs> it's like a, a funny little conversation starter or icebreaker or whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> stop saying whatever. Stop giving up on your <laughs> ideas halfway through and then like pitching them meanly at me. Yeah, that's exactly right. Pitching them halfway through and being like fucking mean yeah, at you like or whatever the fuck. And just like giving up and then getting mad. Yeah. And then saying whatever the fuck. <laughs> okay. Like you sort of expect as you're as you're talking that mm-hmm. everybody is anti mm-hmm. your idea and then you get pissed. Mm-hmm. Which is... Fine. Yeah, I guess normal because <laughs> it is a bad idea. Uh, specific questions that he had. Am I a creep? I don't think you're a creep, but I do think you misread this and I think you sent the wrong text. I don't even want to say that much because she took the first swing, he escalated, and now it's just a weird thing. Listen, you can flirt with someone and then not respond to a text. It makes the person seem like a weirdo. Yeah, I guess. But like anytime you say we would make cute babies together, (laughs) it feels like a lot. Yeah, especially because every baby is cute. That's sort of a, anybody can say that. Who's going to say I made an ugly baby with someone? Yeah, I don't know. We'd You're make really... ugly babies together. We could make a... That's a funny kind of pickup line, though. Let's We'd... make ugly babies together. <laughs> a pickup line? Sorry, not pickup line. <laughs> Bad Tinder. <opening>. Vow. <laughs> bio. Bad bio. How about a hinge bio? How about a decent hinge bio? How about a Raya song? Is your voice singing that as your slideshow, please? Let's show, make ugly <laughs> babies together. Uh, all right, we're out of time. Thanks for writing in. If you have your own questions, your own theme songs, anything of that sorts, uh, send them all down to ifiwereyoushow at gmail.com. The opening theme song, remember, was the Simpsons one written by James. And this closing one is Landon, who made another a little bit of sleet, though, rap. A little bit of sleet. A little bit of sleet, though. If you want more me and Jake, we have podcasts, not another D&D podcast, and Buckets, two completely opposite shows, all on the same magical network, HeadGum. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We will be back as soon as humanly possible. We don't want to leave you for too long. Yeah, can't wait. Talk soon. Bye. So, what are you going for? Me? 34 and icy rain. Uh, give me that sleep, though. <laughs> A little bit of sleep, though. A little bit of sleep A little bit of A little bit of sleep A little bit of A little bit of sleep A little bit of A little bit of sleep That was a HeadGum Podcast.